Hey guys, welcome to the number 195 ever episode of a Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. Today we're back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. Yes, we are back. I know we, we took like a big giant break and then now we haven't posted in about a week or so, but we are back at it. Coming up in the coming weeks, Right, the wizard season starts October nineteenth, less than a month away. Um, I do want to break some things. I do want to tell you guys something before we do get into this episode. By the way, that will be um, how realistic is Russell Westbrook coming to Washington, back to Washington, and how would it actually help? Uh, you know, the grand scheme of the team. We are going to break that down. But real quick, I do also want to say. Let me just say this real quick. Um, I'm not sure if I am going to continue the team's trying for the chance. Teams trying for the chance of the Larry or teams chances of trying for the Larry O'Brien. Excuse me. I'm not sure if I'm going to continue that series. Um, I was really focused on the Super Bowl race and the perspective of Chase. We got all 32 teams done, um, by all of their respective games, which in my opinion was very impressive, and I was proud of myself for that. But I think I'm going to try to do something different with the NBA because. I think unlike the NFL, there's always stuff going on in the NBA offseason. So I feel like the NFL, it was a more quiet time for the offseason. But right now for the NBA, there's so much that can happen. Like, I feel like I shouldn't do the Lakers until literally the day of the season. Because, like, they can make trades, and we're, of course, going to break that down. But, like, you know, I think it's really tough. So I think instead, I'm going to maybe play a twist to the series. Because over there right now, we have Ravens Reacts. Um, which has been so much fun to make. We did position NFL rankings. We could continue that um, if you guys wish. Uh, I really do enjoy making those. And then also, uh, we could start a series. I, I, I think maybe, you know, in my head, you know, I'm just thinking, um, you know, players, or whatever, maybe you know, trying to get the MVP or whatever, or just kind of breaking down players that I think could break out this year. I'm going to play a little bit of a twist of the series. I think that it's not that I didn't enjoy making the articles about different teams in the NFL. I really enjoyed it. I just think with the NBA, it's so much different, and it's yeah, it's just really different than the NFL, especially in the offseason. So I think I may just break down players and continue to break down the NBA and also the NHL. Don't forget about the NHL and uh, before the season starts, and of course we're breaking down MLB, college football, NFL, you know how we roll around here, right? But I do just want to let you guys know um, about that. But um, with the Washington Wizards right now, um, you know, I'm making a fun episode today. Because for those of you who don't, who didn't listen to my podcast in the first month, um, I started it about a month before, a little over a month before Russell Westbrook got traded. And you heard me say on there, Russell Westbrook was the best player on the Wizards in that 2021 season. He was better than Bradley Beal. And I know some people have Bradley Beal. Like, he was just ranked 19th, by the way, in the NBA Top 100. We are going to break that down. Uh, really, he did have a good year. I think maybe he could have, probably should have been a little lower, right, considering the players that were below, like Anthony Davis. Um, I know AD was injured. We, we can get into it, a whole other argument about that. But we all know that, B, I mean, Beal was ranked like number 11 that year. ESPN's top 100 players. Westbrook was, I think, like somewhere at the top 25. But Russell Westbrook, in my opinion, just played so well in Washington. I don't know what it was. He just clicked, right? Beginning of the year, we don't want to talk about that, right? He struggled. I'll admit it. He struggled. The team struggled. And while Bradley Beal was putting up 50, 60 points uh, every other game, I mean, no one else on the team could do anything. But once the Wizards hit their peak, it was Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook. Then we trade him to the Lakers in a trade that the Wizards have easily won. 
And because Westbrook isn't able to have the ball in his hands, which I may add is when he thrives, I'd said this all along, and I predicted the Lakers to win the championship because I thought that they were going to have Westbrook be a primary ball handler and have LeBron and AD play off ball. And I thought Westbrook was going to have a great year. But no, they had LeBron be the point forward, or the point guard, whatever you want to call it. And Westbrook wasn't a primary ball handler. And that hurt him because he needs the ball to succeed. Now, is that maybe a lack of being able to adjust in his game? Maybe. But I think the Wizards right now have a had, or had a very good system um, for him to get the ball, and I think they do right now. Right, he had a down year. Now everyone's low on him, and no one wants to trade for him and everything. And it's rumored. I mean, he fired his agent because he was uh, possibly going to request a trade out of L.A., right? And his agent was like, I think you should stay in L.A. And he's like, I'm firing you. So he's fired, right, his agent. And... I mean, no one's high on Russell Westbrook. Like, I'm looking at basketball reference, right? Last year, he played 34 minutes. They're projecting him to jump up to about 20 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Yeah, maybe he'll do that with the Lakers. But I think there is a great possibility that he gets traded to the Washington Wizards. And I know that sounds crazy, but, like, I, I, I not traded, excuse me. I think there's a possibility he signs, gets traded, and then gets signed. You're probably like, what? Uh, I'm confused. Well, you should be. So, with Russell Westbrook, right, again, played amazing in Washington. I don't think his career is over. I don't think he's washed or anything like that. I think he was in a system that doesn't um, value his style of play with the amount of talent that they have on that team, right? And, in my opinion, I, I truly think that's it. I think if he's in a system like – if he went to a team like San Antonio, when, he, when he'd be the primary ball handler, he'd average probably a 25-point triple-double, make the All-NBA team, and everyone would say he's back. But he doesn't have that. It's all about the system. And the Wizards have a very good system for Russell Westbrook. But how could they get him? Right? That is a main question um, throughout all of this. Now, I was going to say, if I made this episode yesterday, that – they could trade Russell Westbrook to the Utah Jazz, who continue to make deals, um, for Bojan Bogdanovic and Mike Conley. But Bojan Bogdanovic was just traded to the Detroit Pistons for exchange for Saban Lee and Kelly, Kelly Olynyk. Real quick, I know some people are saying Bogdanovic, the Bogdanovic trade was bad for the Pistons. I think it was good for them. I don't think the Jazz needed him. I think they could have gotten more, so I, I think they lose this trade. But I think um, he will really help that team develop the Pistons. And I think they could be a, a low-key like play-in, playoff team if they if their players develop well and Cade has a great breakout second season. Just wanted to say that real quick. But now that's off the table. Right now, maybe they trade for Mike Conley and they trade for Jordan Clarkson, but whatever. But it looks like Utah's now off the table. And it seems like there's not a lot of teams now that he could be traded for, right? And that is kind of the problem. You'd want he would like the, the teams that they could trade for is they want good veterans in exchange, good veteran role players in exchange for these guys. So like, you know, the Lakers they're gonna have to give up their 2027 first round pick to get rid of Russell Westbrook. But a Mike Conley, Boyan Bogdanovich role type player, and then you'd have a starting lineup of Mike Conley, whoever you want, maybe Pat Bevitt, shooting guard, LeBron, a small forward, AD, a power forward, and then center, whoever you want to put, Thomas Bryant, um, whoever they – yeah, they got a lot of centers over there, whoever you want to put in that starting center. That would be their lineup. But that trade didn't happen. And now they got to go in a shuffle boat. And – it, I don't think Russell Westbrook would fit well on their team now. They got Dennis Schroeder. They got Pat Bev. They do not need a point guard. And Westbrook 
I can assure you, is not coming off the bench. He is not coming off the bench. He will refuse to come off the bench. And if that's the case and he doesn't get traded or bought out or anything, he could just end his career like Allen Iverson. Really sad. And he could retire in the next few years. Or there's a different option. The Lakers can either trade him to a team, maybe like the Spurs, like Doug McDermott or Josh Richardson, two decent role players. Um, the Spurs take on his contract. Then they buy him out. Right, so for those of you who don't know what a buyout is, is basically the team pays him a certain amount of money in the salary, but then he becomes an unrestricted free agent, and they have not, and the team has nothing to do with him again. This is what the Rockets did with John Wall, a, a bunch of different teams used buyouts as players. Marcus Aldridge did this with the Spurs later in the later portions of his career. So, um, there. So Russell Westbrook could be bought out on a team, or he could be bought out on the Lakers. And I think at this point, the more realistic option for him to be bought out on the Lakers. I'm using the John Wall example. They have a similar contract around $47 million. Say the Lakers pay him $40 million. He's going to unrestricted free agency asking for about $7.5 million. You know who has about that money with their mid-level exception? Hold on. I'm listening. I'm listening. The Washington Wizards. And I know it sounds crazy. And the only way this does it, if Westbrook is bought out, it's the only good possibility. He'd be come in, be a primary ball handler, and be a starter. The two things he wants that can easily revive his career. And he, he's getting the same amount of money. It's a win-win-win situation. The only reason why it wouldn't happen is if, for some reason, there are really bad feelings between the Washington Wizards and Russell Westbrook. And I know Westbrook basically said, I would like to be traded to the Lakers, and then all that happened. But I don't think there's bad feelings between the organization. That day of the Westbrook trade, I may add Tommy Shepard, the Wizards general manager. I don't know why I need to say that for in front of Wizards fans. But Tommy Shepard was looking to trade for a number three next to Westbrook and Beal. So, clearly, I don't think there were bad feelings. I think it was just kind of like a last-minute decision. Um, right on what the Wizards were going to do. But I think, um, I don't think there's bad feelings at all, and I think he could come back, and this team has improved easily since that 2021 roster. That 2020, that 2021 roster, Alex Len was starting. And trust me, you know I'm a big Alex Len guy. I love Alex I love everyone on that team. That, that team was the reason why I have this podcast. It really got me excited about Wizards basketball. But, Alex Lund being your starting center is never usually a sign of success. They were playing Daniel Gafford, Robin Lopez. These are good centers, but the team is so much more improved now. Now they have Will Barton and Monte Morris's depth. You have Kristaps Porzingis, I may add. You've gotten rid of Davis Breton's contract. You have Kyle Kuzma. You have all of these guys. You have a bunch of talent. And now, I don't, I'm not saying that Westbrook is going to come back and play the way he did with Washington, especially towards the second half of the year. I'm not saying we've an average a triple-double. He probably won't. I think we'll be close to it if he goes to Washington. But he probably won't average a triple-double. You're right. But I think he would fit so well in there because it's not like Bradley Beal's not going to get the ball. You saw in that system, Bradley Beal was getting the ball, averaging 31.3 points per game. That's a lot of points, in case you didn't know, because I was second in the league. I think he was first in the league until, like, the last month where Steph Curry decided to go beast mode and just dominate the entire NBA, um, which, I mean, he I feel like he does every year at this point. But uh, – and then he ended up taking the scoring title. But Westbrook was being able to distribute the ball to Bradley Beal. It was, it was working. 
right? He was being able to distribute the ball to Bradley Beal. Beal was scoring. He was getting his numbers connecting with different players. But now imagine what Russell Westbrook would do with a pick-and-roll guy like Kristaps Porzingis. Did you see what he did with Steven Adams and P.J. Tucker in the prime of his career? Did you see what he did? In case you didn't, he have, he was the assist leader in multiple years with those kind of guys. He was finding ways to succeed with those guys in the pick and roll. Imagine giving him a seven foot three giant like Christoph Porzingis who could shoot the ball from the outside and use him in the pick and roll, then have a 30 point per game caliber score right next to you, and then have a guy who, in my opinion, ha- is like a 20 point per game caliber scorer in Kyle Kuzma, and then have the rest of the depth like Will Barton, Monte Morris, rookie Johnny Davis, Daniel Gafford, who we connected really well with um, in 2021. It's a bunch of talent. He'll be a primary ball handler who get the guys that need the ball the ball he'll go get them the ball and boom just like that so i think it makes sense how realistic is it because that's the title of this episode i don't know because we have less than a month of the season and the lakers have to do a lot of testing on the market i don't think there's really much trade options now with uh bogdanovich and the conley deal off the market or uh, off the table um, like, literally, like, Bogdanovich can't be traded to the Lakers or the Jazz because he's not on the Jazz anymore. Um, but um, then, you know, I think it would just honestly come down to him settling a buyout agreement with the Lakers, um, which could be a possibility, and then him signing with the Wizards. And I think if he goes into unrestricted free agency, Wizards fans, if you burnt your Westbrook jerseys, bad idea. I still got mine in the closet. I do. And if he came back, boy... We would have a celebration here on Wiz Talk with Chase. I love Russell Westbrook. I always have. I always I loved him before Washington. I love him now. Always loved Russell Westbrook. There's no reason not to. As the guy on the floor and the guy off the floor. And I think if he would be put into the right situation for him to get the ball and be able to distribute the ball to really great scorers and perimeter players, the Wizards could actually contend and Westbrook can revive his career at, you know, at a point where people are saying, you know, he doesn't have a career at 33 years old, nearly 34 years old. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view. How realistic is it? You know, it has an okay chance. Probably not not a high chance. But if it does happen, I'm going to be so happy. And it would make the Wizards just, uh, such a better team overall. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view. And, of course, as always, uh, I'll see you next time. Peace.